Hi, this is Ashley Ramsey with the Slay the Giant podcast, the show where we slay our giants and conquer our fears. You will hear from myself and some amazing experts on subjects that matter most to you. Through their stories, you will be empowered, encouraged, and enlightened. Are you ready to slay your giant? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today. Um, I appreciate you being a part of this discussion. Um, I believe that you have been blessed so far by all of the other episodes um, talking about Jesus and therapy. And now we have another topic that is near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about being a leader, a Christian leader in the midst of a pandemic. And um, I have a very special guest, um, one of my favorite preachers and my this favorite pre- preacher happened to be my dad. <laughs> um, his name is uh, Bishop Jonathan Ramsey Jr. He's a pastor of the Rehoboth Church of God in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Um, he is a prolific preacher, um, teacher of the word of God. Um, he has over probably over 30 something years of experience, maybe even 40 years of experience of leadership, of pastoring. And um, I just felt like it was time to kind of delve into leadership and talk about, um, you know, what we can do as young leaders, as um, maybe senior leaders, wherever your position is, um, talking about how to handle this pandemic. So dad, welcome. I'm glad to be uh, here and glad you asked me to come up, come along. Uh, let me say, first of all, uh, to all of your listeners, uh, it, I feel privileged today uh, to be a part of my daughter's uh, podcast. Uh, I thank God for how he's using her and in so many different ways. Uh, she's taken things a step further than uh, I could have ever gone in my time. I was just sitting here reflecting and uh, thinking when I was her age, I never would have thought about doing some of the things that she has has done, such as uh, preaching at major conferences, uh, uh, writing books, uh, even doing this podcast. So I want to applaud uh, my daughter and send out kudos, kudos to her and let her know how much we appreciate her ministry and what she's doing uh, to impact the kingdom. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. You know, I really um, appreciate those words of uh, encouragement. And, uh, you know, every generation has a new way of communicating. It's the same message. We're still preaching Jesus. We're still preaching him, you know, uh, him crucified and risen from the dead. We're still preaching it, but we just got our own way of doing things. Um, And so I'm grateful that you're here to join me today. And, you know, Piggybacking off of our topic um, last week where we talked about, you know, Jesus and therapy and, you know, the pandemic and what it's doing to, you know, affect many of the mental statuses of um, people around the world and particularly leaders. Um, First of all, just tell me, how are you doing with the pandemic, you know, mentally? How is your mental health? I know you're a therapist, um, so you, you have tools in your toolbox of how to survive, but how are you doing? Well, I I will tell you, uh, during this time, I've had to face the element of death myself because all around you, you're doing funerals almost every week. Funeral homes are calling you to come and help them out. Uh, Your members from your own local church are having persons to die within their family. And then you're having members of your local church to pass. So you're facing uh, the atmosphere of death. And so you have to battle with that. 
and uh, it's, it's very challenging. I must say uh, th- that being vulnerable, uh, I've had moments uh, when I felt like, wow, am I going to make it through this? Uh, what is the church going to look like when we finish? Because, you know, the enemy, he tries to talk to your mind and weary you down and tell you, um, that you're not going to have a church to go back to. They're not, there's not, uh, people are not coming back. There's too, too much fear, too much scare, uh, scary things out there. Uh, words are being said. There are things on YouTube. Uh, their message is being sent to their phone. And, and so, uh, you have to just put your faith and confidence in God in the midst of this and know that somehow God's going to see you through. I just want to share this with you. And I, I know, um, we have limited time, but I just want to share this with you. Uh, uh at the beginning of the crisis, uh, visit, I was still visiting hospitals, uh, going into homes, and some of those homes uh, <laughs> didn't share with you that the reason why the person was sick, they had COVID-19. Uh, I, I remember going into one person's room and actually laying hands on them like we normally do, anointing them with oil, rubbing their hand and just give them comfort, a gentleman. And uh, there he was in the height of his COVID-19 process. Eventually he did pass away um, uh, from COVID-19. But I I thank God because even in the midst of this, God has covered me and God has protected me and God has shielded me. And so I want to just shout out to those persons out there um, that that although you may not have contracted COVID, although you may not have had a battle with COVID, although you may have contracted COVID and come out of it, it has only been the grace of God, the mercy of God that has kept us alive. And so we should continually and daily um, let praise come out of our mouth and thanksgiving be unto God because he kept us. And that's that's all I can say. He he kept us. And so he kept me in my mind, in my right mind. The Bible says he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, whose trust is also in the Lord. So I had to I've had to come to grips with that. I've had to rely on that. I have had to. Uh, just bank on that, that God is going to cover me, that God is going to protect me. And that's what has given me uh, some peace. And as you said before, you know, I, you know, I have a lot of background in counseling and and, and a lot of training and schooling in that uh, degrees in that. So I understand the element of anxiety. I understand the element of fear. I understand the pan, you know, the panic that's out there. Uh, but I also know and have some tips, t- some tools uh, that I've been able to utilize for myself and be able to share with others during this pandemic. Powerful, powerful. And um, I appreciate your transparency and your honesty. I think, you know, in this time, you know, where we're trying to figure things out, where a lot of leaders are trying to understand, like, what God, what are you doing? What are you saying in this season? I think that you um, have really um, done a really good job of, you know, speaking to the time and um, being willing to embrace the season that we're in with some of the transitions you've made in the church and just even some of the um, initiatives that the church has created um, recently. I just believe that, you know, you're you're definitely on target with um, what we need to be doing as, you know, a church and as a body of Christ. So getting into today's topic, um, you know, what is it that you see that the church needs or that leaders should be doing during this time. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, there's a, a meme going around right now that is talking about, um, you know, 
last year this time, we didn't know that we wouldn't be entering back into our churches and having services like we did. We would we didn't know we would be in lockdowns and schools would be shut down and you know stores would be shut down. We didn't know the the magnitude of what we were getting ready to walk into. And now it's been a year of, you know, even mask wearing and social distancing. And so there's so many things that have happened um, because of COVID. Um, and um, so we, we had no clue that it would be this way. So, you know, I just wanted to know what were your thoughts on, you know, what leaders need to do and what leaders need to be during this pandemic? Well, first of all, I want to say that, you know, I uh, you have to have a lot of creative thinking. Um, you have to be innovative during this season. Um, you know, we, we have become so programmed to doing church one way. We have become so programmed to making having things in a certain place in a certain order. And somehow God has dismantled uh, uh, everything. But he hasn't just dismantled it to just lay it on the ground. He's dismantled it so we can reorganize in a better way. Uh, that we can bring um, to the people the, the, the real fruit or the essence of what church is all about, rather than just a lot of, of the frills and thrills. You know, we, we put we put a lot of things into church that really didn't really really belong to church. A lot of traditions, a lot of and and, and when you say that, you know, a lot of older people get a little frazzled. Uh, but in reality, uh, God has thrown away all of our golden cows. He's thrown away all of our our, our, our mandates that were not uh, scriptural related. You know, um, I know for Rehoboth, um, at one time I had talked about sitting on the front row of the church and um, and, you know, I heard a lot of people say, well, the pastor always sits in the pulpit. Well. Hey, nobody was in the church. So it was only me down there. So nobody, you know, they didn't have a voice. God's voice was the only voice uh, that, that that you could hear. And so what God has done in this time, he silenced a lot of voices. He's uh, 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 caused you to only be able to hear him and to focus on what he wanted to say to the church. And and so one of the things that I think that we need to do and, and as leaders is we need to be flexible. God wants us to be versatile. Uh, uh, we can't, we have to know how to make adjustments quickly, uh, not to be so rigid in our thinking, so rigid in our programming, uh, so rigid in how we do church. You know, when they closed, told us, you know, government told us we couldn't have church on the inside. Well, what did we do? Uh, we went to the outside and began to have services in the parking lot. And I will tell you, those services were just as powerful as the ones that we would have had on the inside. Not only were they just as powerful, we had more people coming out from the community, uh, filling up our parking lot, worshiping God because they felt comfortable on the outside. So God forced us outside of the walls of the church. But not only that, we've had to use the advancements of technology, uh, live stream, Facebook, Periscope, even now podcasts, which you're using, Zoom and webinars. And, and so we thank God uh, for the avenues that God has given us. And so we have to allow all of our creative juices flow and move where God has taken us. You know, sometimes we get stuck where God isn't. And, 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 wow. and when the children of Israel uh, were traveling in the wilderness, uh, God says, whenever the cloud lifted from off the tabernacle, um, that you were supposed to follow the cloud. And what we have done, we've gotten into our own routines and our own 
um, schisms and uh, factions. And now we're doing what we want to do. And we programmed a God out of our ministries. And God says, I want to come back to the church. And when I come back to the church, then I'll open up the church again. Uh, then I'll, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that we look at this and see this plague as as something uh, negative, which it is. It, this pandemic is something negative. It's taken over 500,000 lives in America alone. Uh, but the, the fact is, God is waking up the church. Mm. It's giving the church a real voice, uh, giving the church a, an opportunity to re- regain itself, to get get back connected with the God of the church. And so we, we have to be flexible enough to say, OK, it's not my way or the highway. It's mm-hmm. God's way or the highway. Um, let God have his way. And and so that 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 would be my first thing I would say to pastors, say to, to leaders, um, uh, become flexible, more flexible. Don't don't be so staunch. You know, um, you know, I know your denominations, your 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 boards, your uh, different people may be telling you to do it this way. And it has to be. No, no, no. Now that you don't have to uh, have them dictate the way things go, you follow God. And as God leads, you let God do what he wants to do. And sometimes even with that, you may have to be um, creative in how you get it done. Because there will be some voices that will still try to creep in and try to be to circumvent God's voice. But you you got to know how to get around them. And God will give you that as you seek his face. Um, That's yeah. good. That's really good. I think it's important that we have to be flexible and not be so um, tied to our own traditions or our own mindset, but really be open to whatever God is wanting to do. And you're absolutely right. Like God has totally transformed the way we do ministry. I was just mentioning earlier um, in another uh, ministry um, event where, you know, there's so much ministry happening online now. And so if you were one who were saying, I'm not doing, I'm not getting on Facebook, I'm not getting on Instagram. Listen, you are missing out on so much ministry um, because there's so many things happening on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snap, every every outlet you can imagine, social media outlet you can imagine there's ministry happening. I mean, there's other stuff happening too, but there's ministry happening in these places. And, you know, I believe that when God, you know, told us to go into all the world to preach the gospel, I think he, he meant all of using every tool and method and opportunity we have to minister to this generation, to minister to people um, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's powerful. What else do you have for us? Well, let me, let me just say, let, let me just piggyback on that and I'll uh, interlude into the, the next thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, you know, I grew up in a very traditional community, very traditional background, very rigid uh, in its formation, very rigid in everything it did and its teachings and its doctrine. And uh, uh, so, so sometimes it's kind of hard for, you know, even us old heads uh, to venture out of that. But man, uh, I, I realized that there's so much more that we can do if we just get out of the boxes of confinement that we have uh, placed ourselves in. And so just like you talked about uh, TikTok and uh, Clubhouse, I, I've even gotten those things on, on my back. Yeah, on my phone I'm now. Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So and Clubhouse, you will find out that there's some good spiritual things on there. And not only that, but it, it's some 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 business type of things that you can venture into. Yeah, and and so God true. wants us to not just to be limited uh, to the Christian spectrum, but God wants us to reach outside of our box and 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 and, and find uh, things that might uh, be advantageous to us. Uh, not only in the spiritual, but in the secular avenues that, that can be brought into uh, the spiritual realm. And so that ventures me over into the next thing. Um, although we venture over into other things and although we become create, creative, we have to keep prayer as our foundation. Thank God that that prayer has become the primary focus of ministries again. You know, literally churches have stopped having altar calls. They have stopped having uh, prayer meetings. Uh, they thought those things were antiquated, uh, out of out of touch with, with the now generation. And now we found uh, how to get back to prayer and even creative times of prayer. I've seen so many different groups, uh, whether on television, I've seen them on uh, Zoom, I've seen them on Facebook, finding new avenues to pray. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. We forgot that. We, we begin to try to use our own mechanics, our own uh, techniques, our own uh, personal skills, our education uh, to make church, make God work for us rather than allowing God to work through us. And so prayer helps bring us back to that foundation. You know, in time of the pandemic, God has brought uh, us to our knees. And I am taking us back into our prayer clauses. And we're having prayer groups and, and prayer, we're having new prayer initiatives uh, that are taking place. World leaders, let me say this, world leaders have had to cry out to God because they don't know what to do. They don't have the answers. Scientists, physicians have literally had to look at patients and say, you got to trust God. Because they don't have the cure. They don't have the answer. Wow. And even with the vaccine that we have today, there are limitations with that. So it tells us that we got to get back to God because he's going to be the only bomb and Gilead we have. He's going to have to be the physician that heals the ills of not only um, our, our, our physical bodies, but our spiritual, our emotional uh, 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 every aspect, our social injustices, our judicial system. I, now we even see he has to heal our political uh, st uh, stratus. And, and so we need to get back to prayer. You know, we're not bowing to a man. We're bowing to a God that has all power. He's sovereign. He's Lord. He has divine providence. And in one second, God can swoop and wipe out this pandemic. Uh, you know, we were talking about Esther this morning and how God brought her to the throne in less than 24 hours. But can I tell you something? God, if he if he so chose to chose to do so, he can wipe out the pandemic. But God has a purpose, even in the pandemic. God is getting us back to prayer. I heard uh, the, the uh, leader of Ghana say, he says, I'm putting aside all protocol. He had a room full of uh, religious leaders uh, in a conference that he had called together in Ghana. And he says, I know y'all don't want me to say Jesus, but it's time for us to fall down on our face and cry out to Jesus. And when you hear a, 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 a political leader say that, it tells us that, yes, there's a call from God 
to prayer. And, and leaders, sometimes we get so busy in the business of ministry, so busy in the business, business of leadership, leading people, running to their knees everywhere. But God has given us quiet time. God has given us alone time to get back in communion with the God that has anointed us, the God that has called us. The Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. So if I would say to any leader beyond anything, get back to your devotional life, reading the Bible, prayer, worship unto God. You can't bring a gospel to a people that you, a God to a people that you don't know. Mm. Let me say that again. You can't bring a God to the people you serve, the people you minister to that you don't know. You got to have your own worship experience. You know, I I, I, I see ministers sometimes, it, it, you know, used to see ministers sometimes sitting in the rostrum with their legs crossed and folded and the praise team is leading out in praise and worship. No, you need to be interactive in worship. Your yeah, people yeah. need to see you praising God. David was not a, 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 a spectating leader. David was a worshiping leader. And that's what God expects of us. If we want the favor of God, if we want the healing of God, if we want the blessings of God, we got to get back to the place of prayer, get back to the place of, of having our own uh, experience with God. It is said that some pastors only pray uh, seven minutes a week. Wow. Some surveys, seven pastors, not, not, not the members, seven Minutes a week. Can you imagine a pastor going to the pet pulpit after only praying seven minutes a week? And and that's that's the state of the world of where we we had gotten to. So God says, "Hey, here it comes." Yeah, and now we are praying. Now we're seeking God. Now we're calling for God. And I want to say to pastors, pastor, go back when you open up the churches. You be a part of prayer meeting. You go to prayer meeting. Don't just let the people come to prayer meeting. You be on your knees. Let them see you calling on the name of Jesus. That is so powerful. Um, and I think to your point, um, we have to get back to the basics. We have to get back to the heart of worship, the heart of God. Um, and I believe prayer is definitely um at the heart of God. We're going to just pause. Um, actually, we're going to continue the conversation, but we're going to end it here for this segment, um, episode um, five of the podcast. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope that you will continue to listen as we journey through some of these leadership tips. Thank you all. Um, I pray that you have a blessed uh, day and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, dad. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please give us your feedback by leaving a review and let's stay connected. You can follow me on Instagram at she underscore slays underscore giants underscore and Ashley Ramsey on Facebook. Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye.